On today's episode of More Important Issues, we talk about the Vols basketball game against Memphis yesterday. Big win at FedEx Forum. We have Neil and Mafia on to give us his thoughts on crying Penny Hardaway and, and other things. We talk about the offensive coordinator search. We have recruiting news and talk about early signing day predictions. We also welcome on Vol commit Parker Ball. And today's segments include most important of the week and fail of the week. More important issues is brought to you by MyBookie. You know, most of you guys have been sitting on the sidelines this this season and uh, haven't made the move to start betting on sports. Guys, there's no better time to bet than bowl season. There's so many other things going on as well. You just you can't stay out of the action. You can you can bet on NHL hockey, NBA basketball. Uh, I've mentioned college uh, football bowl season. You also have college basketball going on right now, and you can even bet on esports. Guys, don't stay on the sidelines anymore. Such a good time now to head on over to my bookie, and if you go there now, use a promo code ISSUE, that's I-S-S-U-E, they will match your deposit 50%. It's free money, guys. Head over there today, use a promo code ISSUE, guys. The mobile site's easy to use. They have great reviews online. They've been in the business for years, and I would not lead you astray. So head on over to my bookie today. Don't forget to use a promo code ISSUE. Oh, and don't forget to follow them on Twitter. They're a great follower on Twitter. Always up to date with uh, money lines, over-unders, and guys, they even hand out free money to their followers. So that's a solid follow on Twitter. Check out my bookie today on Twitter at BetMyBookie and then M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E online. Get there today. Use promo code ISSUE. You play, you win, you get paid. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, December 16th. You'll be hearing this on Monday. I'm Caleb Mitchell, joined always on my left, Landon Ravy. There's no one on my right. I just give you guys an idea of the room. He's on my left. I'm on your left. On your left. On, <laughs> dude, oh, Virginia Krieger pissed me off. And people, this one guy got mad because he had his headphones in and said I wasn't loud enough. Don't you have, don't have your effing headphones in. <laughs> and he was like riding, like... He wasn't riding it even at a good pace. He was moseying along in the middle of the road. And I was like, on your left. And I rode by him and he was like, speak up. I was like, take your headphones out, you asshole. So, yeah. <laughs> should just hit on. him. Huh? Let your front tire run in his back tire. I should have. Give him a little bump. Yeah. It's called. A little, little, you uh, somebody in there. little tap. Love tap. Love tap, yeah. Love tap him a little bit. Um, on to happier news. The Vols. Absolutely whooped that ass yesterday. Um, led for the entirety of the game. By double digits. They Memphis is, Memphis is terrible. <laughs> the worst part about them is that they flopped around the entire game, and I'm sure you'll, you'll hear about that some more from Neil and Mafia. We've got an exciting show, guys. Um, a lot to cover, uh, sort of. We have some... Th- this week is early signing day. Um, we also... Uh, you know, we're coming up on Christmas. Hope to have an offensive coordinator search or the, the offensive coordinator search figured out, someone in place. Um, we also have Vol commit Parker Ball, who is not only a football commit, also baseball. Yeah. Playing two little two-sport athlete in college. It's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's an exciting show, guys. Uh, ready to get into it. Um, hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Maybe, you know, this week you're almost to Christmas. Get your Christmas shopping done. Or don't. I don't really care. should already have been done. I haven't done any of it. <laughs> You're that guy. 
What do you mean that guy? You're the guy who uh, goes and picks up a gift card right before he's supposed to be. Never have a gift card. I'm a phenomenal gift giver. (laughs) I actually applaud that. I am. I don't get gift cards. (laughs) You're a giver. I am. I like that about you. Um, I I mean, I guess I have technically bought Christmas gifts because I got you guys Christmas gifts. And then I got my grandmother one today because we did. Hold on, hold on. Let's just go back to that. What you got us. Was it a gift or not? It was a gift. Okay. Of yourself. And? <laughs> it was a... Okay, here's what I... I got you candy, too. Okay. I got them a... You got, stole oh, the Halloween candy from here. It was Christmas. <laughs> it was a Santa hat and Christmas tree Reese's. I should have stolen the Halloween candy, though. But what I did get all of my friends this year was a framed... You forgot the frame. Framed photo of me um, for your nightstand, for your your living room for your kit, you know, wherever you want to put it. I'm not going to tell you where to put it. So, so if you want a picture of Caleb, just DM him and he will send you one. Absolutely. Probably not the frame. You might have to do that yourself, but at least the photo I'll print the photo. Yeah. So you can frame it yourself. It's a great photo of me. I'm wearing a macho man, Randy Savage tank top and sweating through it at my brother's wedding. It's a great one with your mouth open. My mouth is open, yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a mid-dance photo Yeah. while also flexing, sort of, kind of. Just Superman showing my Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. It's a great photo. You want it, I know you want it, DM me. Um, it's it's phenomenal. But yeah, I give good gifts. I just, I don't do the Black Friday shopping because, um, hello, thankful. Uh, also, I do online shop, so I guess I've gotten some of it done. The gifts, I don't think I've gotten any of them in the mail yet, though. I don't think so. So I do some online shopping. A1 gift giver though. A1. A1. Um, yeah, so maybe do that, do some of that this week. Uh, we'll try to maybe make this episode long for you so you can maybe listen it, listen to it on the way to work two days in a row. I like it. There you go. Um, mentioned Tennessee basketball playing Memphis. They've got two more games before Christmas break. Ideally, you want to stay undefeated in those two more games. Um, don't think you'll have any... You should win by 20-plus on Wednesday night against Samford. Wake Forest, at least, you know, they'll be probably more of a test for you. But, again, a game you should win easily. We're ranked number three in the country right now, number four in the coaches' poll. Um, probably stay there, too. I don't see us moving up any. Uh, yeah, you win on the road. I mean, I guess you're going to be in that idiot who won't put anybody in their top 10 or top 25 until they right. go on a true So, you'll be number one in that bracket, I think. Yeah. Um, so, that's cool, I guess. True. We'll get a number one vote. Yeah. True um, away game. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that guy up and make sure he does vote as number one because Kansas played at home, right? Against Villanova. Yes, they did. Yes. So we're the and only ones. Almost lost. To do what? And almost lost. Well, I guess he could have Duke in front of us because Duke played a true away, true away game. Sort of. Let's be honest. Who did they play? Kentucky first game. Oh, Kentucky was a home game. So yeah. Yeah. No. They haven't played a true away game. They have not. So, I think. Are they at Texas Tech? This week, though. Friday. Yeah. So. That won't be in the Sunday poll. Or is it Wednesday? Something like this. Yeah, it's some, coming Someday up. this week. Yeah. But the poll should be out by then. So Correct. We're number one. Yep. Um, so that's cool. Congrats, Tennessee. You'll definitely get at least one number one vote. Yep. Uh, Kansas narrowly escaped, uh, Gon- or not Gonzaga, Villanova on Saturday. Um, ended up being, what, a three-point game? Yep. Don't like know that. why you foul. <laughs> Guy going to the basket there because if he hits an if he gets an and one there, then they have a chance to go off the rim and get the ball back and tie it up. Yeah, that or was win stupid. it. So, the coach literally yelled like, "Don't foul! Don't foul! Don't foul!" And you yeah. just I mean you should know basketball. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this Tennessee-Memphis game. Phenomenal, phenomenal game for Tennessee. They got hot, and until the fouls started coming, I didn't think they were going to really slow down for a minute there. Um, I mean, I think of our first, like, ten shots, I, I think we made all of them. Something like that. Eight shots, actually. 57 fouls called. That's ridiculous. Definitely bought the whole group of officials new whistles before the game. Um, so they just had to use them. They had to break them in. So, but yeah, it was a lot. And a, a lot of people were upset on Twitter that Memphis had so much more. And just because you had more fouls didn't it – do, it doesn't take away the fact that you earned most of those. Well, you were – what killed them early on is they started flopping around. Well, the refs are forced to use the whistle then. And if you hit the ground, not all the time is that a charge. So if you flop around and they don't feel like your feet were set, they don't feel like the player was out of control or threw an arm, well, that's a block. So you brought a lot of that on yourself. When you force the ref to blow the whistle, you're not going to get all the calls. And and we just play a better brand of basketball, and that's why they called them for us. Yeah. So we, you know, you you gave us those because of, you know, because of the way you played from the get-go. Your fault. And there were a lot of calls that shouldn't have been called on us because you were flopping. Like that one on Jordan Bone, I think it was his second foul, where the player runs into Admiral Schofield as he's setting up in the paint or in the post. That was terrible. Like, Jordan yeah. Bone didn't even throw his... I thought Jordan Bone at least threw his arm up to create space. No, didn't even do that. And the dude, like, you know, uses the force to fly backwards. And yeah, and the one that they called on Grant, I think it was his fourth one. The one where he was just dribbling up the court and the guy just, like, ran into him and they called on Grant because he's bigger than him. Yeah, just the way Memphis played caused them to... made the officials put the whistle in their mouth and you're not going to get all the calls. And the way we, like I said, the way we play, we're, um, you know, we're definitely going to get some fouls called on us. But we're also going to draw a lot of fouls because we go we go at defenders, especially down low near the rim. Mm-hmm. So your fault, Memphis, playing that way. Um, and then Penny Hardaway is, I feel confident saying this, Penny Hardaway is a little bitch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. And I, I, I like Penny Hardaway up until this point. And you know, even during the game I found his name annoying, but that's due to ESPN. I wasn't going to hold that against him. And then after the game to say that we tried to fight his players is absolutely absurd. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what he has to gain from that. And also like it brought all the attention to that scene. And what's worse for him is like his players are definitely the ones stepping towards our guys as well. Yeah. Like, the only players that really reacted were Jordan Bone. He was a part of it. Admiral Schofield. But he was quickly turned away by Grant Williams. And then Admiral started grabbing people. So, he calmed down quickly. And then Derek Walker. Those are the... Or not Derek Walker. um, DJ Burns. Sorry. Yeah. And they didn't really... They were talking. They didn't even, like... They didn't do what Thornton did. He was, like, flexing at them and yelling. Yeah. They didn't do that. And then Lomax was the one who came up to Jordan Bone. And then... Penny tries to flip the narrative and say that Jordan said something about him and he was defending himself, yeah. so he did something back. And then he was like, tried to act like Tennessee didn't get anything called on. Lomax and Bone both got teed. And then Thornton got teed up for responding to that. So we did get teed up. He also just got – he teed Thornton up for continuing. So that's that's on you, Penny. Like, that's not on – like, that's not on the refs. That's not on Tennessee. 
it, it was handled, I thought. It, I did not think that fight. I thought it was a chippy rivalry game action. And then Penny blew it out of proportion afterwards. Brought attention to it. In turn, made his team look worse. So, I mean, I guess thank you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't make sense of what he was trying to accomplish in that press conference. Like, the game was over. You lost. And then you just whined Yeah. about something that, I mean, it was nothing. It was a rivalry game, so I don't even know what. Like he's trying to get from that. Yeah, I like. It, I mean, do you not think people are going to talk in a rivalry game? Right, bad look all around. And then like the Memphis fans, man, they're just they're talking about how the fouls helped us again. We led the entire game. And then if you watch basketball, then you know that just because we got fouled and made free throws doesn't mean we wouldn't have made the shot in the offensive possession. Yeah. And, so and, I don't know where you're like. They're like, oh, you wouldn't have gotten those points. We would have won by 10. No, that's not how basketball works. Yeah, and their game plan, they were out of control. They flopped. So, that I mean, they weren't in the right position any during the game. Right. So, in that situation, we're going to have less fouls than them because they they didn't get over when we, we might have been out of control, but they didn't get over to make a play on the basketball. No. So, you're not going to get that. And then they they just flew in, and then we were getting charges. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the reason why the fouls are in our favor is because we're a better basketball team. Right. Bottom line. And, I mean, we had guys in foul trouble, too. Like, you you know, it was it was definitely both ways. We definitely had the, you know, more foul calls go our way, but whatever. Admiral Schofield heated up again, man. He played, he played phenomenal. Uh, 8 of 12 from the field. Three, uh, four of eight from three-point range, nine of nine at the free throw line, and you challenged this team as a whole to uh, to be better at the free throw line. Went eighty-four percent, and that's really solid considering they shot forty-six of those. Yeah, when you shoot forty-six free throws and go eighty-four percent, that's great. You had thirty-nine points at the free throw line. I mean, when you're, I mean, the thing is, is I guess Memphis maybe wanted us to get there because we hadn't been shooting great from there. And you kind of just told them to shove it as you walked your way to 102. Yeah, and the best thing I like about this team is what Admiral had to say after the game, saying that Grant's our best player. Right. You know, I'll just fill in when I need to. Right. And so that's, you know. And I think that's kind of true, too. Yeah, I mean, that's what Rick Barnes has taught these guys. You know, at the end of the day, the biggest goal for this team is to cut down the the nets. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Grant Williams hadn't been – the go-to guy in these last two games. And a lot, I think the Memphis game, a lot of it wasn't necessarily because of how he was playing. It was more that Schofield was heat checking from the get-go. Like, yeah. you know, he was finding out what was going to stop him. And he never, nothing really slowed him down the entire game. Um, you know, he had a double-double. Uh, so, I mean, it, that one wasn't on Grant. He didn't play great in the Gonzaga game. Obviously played good enough for us to win. Um, and then Admiral Schofield took over. I think it's probably going to be one of those things. Schofield's probably going to be the guy the next few games until we need Grant Williams to be the guy, yeah. more than likely. Obviously, that'll depend on opponent and scouting report, but that just judging by the way we played this game, and then that's a lot too on the players in terms of who they want, to, who they trust to go to when the shot clock's in a low number situation. Who are you looking to get the ball to? Um, and and you know this this game I think was another one of those games that showed. Yeah, maybe not as deep as we thought we were. Um, you know, you, you're still waiting on Lamonte Turner to get healthy. Derek Walker looked lost on the court on Saturday. 
Yeah. Uh, and he only played for two minutes. I mean, there was a possession where he seriously hid behind, uh, I think it was Kyle Alexander, for the entire possession. <laughs> Didn't move away from his shadow. I thought he was going to like try to slip screen on him and never did. Never moved. Kyle Alexander got the ball and he just stood there behind him. So he allowed his defender to defend him and defend Derek Walker and uh, Alexander. Um, Jalen Johnson... He looked rough at times. Um, he did. He did have a three pointer again. What we're looking for from him um, until Lamonte's back, I think. But Jordan Bowden, I thought, looked more confident on on Saturday, and kind of kind of curious with the way Eves played. If if they're still battling for a starting position, or if you know, is Ponce a guy going forward until he's absolutely lost it? Because I mean, he didn't play terrible. Right. He just got himself in some foul trouble. Didn't do a lot off offensively. Um, I just didn't think he played his best game, and, and Jordan Bowden started kind of rolling again. And it may yeah. be one of those things that Barnes says, well, Bowden's played better off the bench. We're going to keep him there. It may be that. Or right, because he he's getting a ton more yeah. minutes than Barnes. Right. And he, or he may be saying, you know, y'all are battling for a position. When y'all go win it? It may be. I don't know. Um, that's definitely a, a, a call I trust Rick Barnes to make. But I, I am curious to kind of see who's a starter in, uh, next game because of the way this one went. It, it may be a thing that Bowden's going to be the first off the bench this year. It may may very well be, I don't know. Yeah, some some things I want to point out is um, when Jordan Bone got in foul trouble, then it was who's going to bring the ball up the court. Right. So that's that's something we're going to have to figure out of who is that next guy. You know, is it Bowden? Not sure if he is. I mean, even Grant was bringing it up. Right. I would say Schofield. Yeah, I thought um, is I would thought be he would. more of a guy than Grant, but you know. I guess Grant can just back them all the way down the court, so you know no one's going to really take it from him. But then you you got in that that stupid foul that a guy just fell down because Grant ran it or they ran into each other and right. Grant got the foul. So you you know I, I want to see who um, kind of I think it's Lamonte. Lamonte as soon as he comes back, he's going to take over that role. Um, but I, I was really impressed with Bone how he you know he was struggling from sh- like shooting threes. Nothing was going down, but he was able to get to the rim and um, force fouls and then, you know, get some production at the free throw line. And, and a lot of these guys got the uh, – we've said it from beginning of last year, you know, this team has to get better, better at uh, capitalizing on free throws. Absolutely. And they – 85%, Yep, you can't really ask much better. 39 for 46, can't ask much better than that. So I was really impressed with that. I think our defense definitely needs to improve – there's times that we just got caught standing in the lane. And I think a lot of that was foul trouble, guys we had to have on the court. Um, yeah. It wasn't an ideal way for us to play. Uh, we got killed in the zone when Fulgerson was in the middle. Just got yeah. beat up. And, you know, you don't want to – he was in the – he played quite a bit. He played almost half the game. You don't really want that from him. You're not looking to get a ton of minutes from Fulgerson. That fa- I mean, you mentioned the point guard situation. Um, you know, foul trouble killed that, and it killed the way we played defense. It wasn't – um, that's not normally how we, we would play and, and for the majority of the game. But, I, I mean, I felt like Memphis game plan-wise did a good job against our zone. And, we unfortunately, it was kind of – we were forced to do that. We couldn't get out of it until we got guys back on the court. We definitely need Lamonte back, though, like you said, about um, bringing the ball off the court because Bowden just doesn't, can't do it. You know, yeah. he's, he's – you know – like you said, because he couldn't do it, a lot of the times Grant was bringing the ball to the court. And mm-hmm. I, you don't want to look to, to Grant Williams to do that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, once we get Lamonte back, I'll definitely feel more confident. I feel like Pons could. He's fat. I mean, you know, his ball handling skills, I'm sure, have got to get better. Um, but he's big and fast, and, and he has, you know, I, I 
obviously Rick Barnes knows, you know, knows best. But I, I'd be curious to see if he's a guy that could at least give a look there. Um, and maybe Saturday wasn't a great try, chance to try that out. Maybe we, after seeing Bone get into foul trouble, Barnes is like, we may need to experiment a little bit on a Wednesday night against Samford and try to determine who, you know, who's that next guy up if Bone goes down with an injury or gets in foul trouble again. Yeah. And, and we talked about it Saturday. Grant and Admiral could compete for SEC Player of the Year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't see really anybody, maybe a freshman from Kentucky, but other than that, I don't see anybody that could, that is playing better basketball than them today. I mean, think about it. If they keep it up, these are guys who have been doing it from November to March, and there's no one in the conference that's been doing it from November to March. No. So, um, and the good thing about these guys, mentioned that um, Mark Titus article, article again, even when they're not shooting great, they're always going to be getting rebounds. They're always going to be getting putbacks. Yep. They're going to be scoring points and getting rebounds. They, every time they get on, these two guys get on the court, they've got a real good chance to get a double-double. Um, Grant only with four rebounds, but he had 19 points. Schofield with 11 rebounds, 29 points. Um, Grant Williams also had five assists and two blocks against uh, the Tigers on Saturday. Dude's always got a chance. Schofield's always got a chance to get a double-double. They're two of the best players in the conference, um, and we're definitely going to miss Schofield next year. Memphis, Memphis mentioned that, um, but... Yeah, these are two guys who, like like you said, definitely have the ability to, to be there. It would be hilarious to see them get co-offensive players of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be awesome. Sorry, I mean, that would be like peak PB&J. PB&J, baby. <laughs> um, anything else about this game? I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this whole season. That was a, a great signature win. And I think it's just going to start this whole rivalry all over again. Yeah, I'm curious to see where this rivalry goes in three years when it's time to renew a contract because um, Penny kind of seems like a baby. Yeah. So, And, you know, I just – I think Memphis has to be careful with him, you know, not really being a college coach before. Right. And then coming in and recruiting these guys, I feel like there could be some possible barbecues going on that's not supposed to be happening. We'll see. Comes from the AAU world. You never know. Yep. Um, Pain is about the some, way. Do what? Pain is the way in AAU. We talked about uh, some of the outrage from this game from fans, from Penny Hardaway. I'm not going to say coaches because Rick Barnes is Reverend Rick Barnes. He'd never say that. Yeah, he just need to slap Penny with a good book. Yeah. So we've got um, – we're going to have Neilan Mafia on to give his reaction reactions to the game, to the comments after the game, and whatever else is on this man's mind tonight. So let's welcome on Neil Mafia. We welcome onto the show now, Neilan Mafia. Neilan, I hope you're having a good evening. I'm ready to hear your thoughts on yesterday, the Memphis Tigers, and of course, Penny Hardaway. <laughs> well, I think you might need to change his name from Penny to Half Sin Hardaway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, where does somebody from Memphis come off? You know, that's, you know, living in West Tennessee like I do, when you go to Memphis, man, you got to gotta sack it up. Hey, he's too soft to be you living know? in Memphis, right? Oh, man. Whining and crying. And he did it the whole game. I mean, it was like, you know, if he wasn't – he looked like an African-American Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. The way he just contorted those little eyebrows and that, 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 that little whiny – expression he did with his mouth and I'm like oh Penny man I thought so much better of you than this but now I don't 
We were just talking about that. We didn't hate him until yesterday. And and now I know, right? I think we have to now. Yeah, well, yeah, you've got to now. You you've got to hate him, and and he's he's an enemy number. Well, no, he's not an enemy number one because any planet that Calipari exists on, you know, you can't really have an enemy number one besides him. But um, <laughs> but yeah, about the game. Um, defensively, I, I wasn't really all that crazy. But the thing about it is, is Tubby, he, he didn't exactly recruit all that well, but he didn't do all that bad. He kind of got – he didn't get the, the elite star players, but he got some really good athletes, you know, and I think that showed in their ability to, you know, to run and, uh, you know, and keep up with us offensively. Um, you got to – I think you got to buckle down that defense a little bit better. Uh, you're not going to you, – you, you're – that's a good way in the tournament to get a quick out if you don't lock down teams better than, you know, that have that kind of athleticism. Uh, learn to lock them down a little bit better. Uh, the good news is that there's plenty of time to correct it, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, Neilan, okay, so after the game, Penny um, resorted to talking about what actually happened with the little scuffle that happened. Um, so what are your thoughts on Penny's comments after the game that Tennessee just wanted to have an all-out brawl? And no, we didn't want to have an all-out brawl. <laughs> I mean, if you've got Admiral Schofield and you want to have, a, you know, and, and Ponds and you want to have an all-out brawl, well, you just go have an all-out brawl. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't have to ask. You don't have to beg. You don't have to invite. You know, you just show up and start knocking it up. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh I think, and this hadn't really been touched on, a lot of uh, commentary when Penny first got hired was was that he needed to get some assistance, you know, that would help him on the actual coaching part of it until he got his his feet wet, so to speak. Um, I think Penny knew that he couldn't keep up with us physically. And I've seen Memphis play some this year, and I've seen them play in the past. They don't usually flop that much. I think that was a coaching effort to try to neutralize some of our, you know, uh, physicality and try to get, you know, get some cheap fouls and get our big guys in, in foul trouble. If that's the case, it was actually a pretty smart coaching job. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I hate to say it, but if you look at it that way, he did what he had to do. You know, they tried. They tried to pick up the cheap fouls. They tried to, you know, uh, for players and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it didn't work out. But, if that's the case, you know, and then they, they run up and down the floor, you know, and they, they get 92 points and they stay respectable with the number th- the three team in the nation. Um, maybe Penny's, I hate to say it, but maybe he's coming along faster on the coaching part of it than, than anybody had expected. I mean, you, you talk about the flopping, and I don't know if you've seen kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell. Uh, you know, it quickly diminished his team when, when he tried to get them to flop and, and, and injure. So, you know, how long will he hang around in those ranks doing that stuff? I don't know. I don't well, know. <laughs> in, in, in his division and with the, the normal amount of, of teams that he's going to face, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you'll see Memphis doing much more of that. Grant and Admiral are just so physically imposing. I mean, they're just, they're just, massive human beings are just bricks down in the paint that actually can go out 22 feet and hit three point shots too it's almost not fair um so you know 
I don't I don't know that they they lean on that a whole lot, you know, going forward. Uh, I think it was kind of a one shot deal because you know you you look at at our right. team and they're just they're just physically so dominant. You got to kind of take what shot you can. Now you got to do what you got to do to win, and I do respect that. <clears throat> but uh, you know, having said that, all that all that business at the end, I'm like, what? anybody who watched the tape, you know, could be like, no, this is ridiculous. This. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. There was no attempt to fight. There was nobody was there, there was no fighting. Uh, it was it was a lot of chirping and you, you brought up if Admiral Schofield wanted to fight, you're gonna fight. Like it's not gonna no one's gonna break it up. No one's gonna stop it. The man's gonna hit somebody if yeah, he wants they to. They wanted to take an L in that too. I mean, we're all for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it didn't bother me, you know. Um <laughs> you know, so far, you know, you know, anything sideways and there's some you know physical stuff to it or whatever and everybody's like oh you hate to say that no i don't <laughs> it's a rivalry it doesn't bother me yeah, yeah it doesn't rivalry. bother me at all get in there and mix it up uh in fact one time i was back when i was playing baseball we had this one kid that always ran his mouth and uh got us in two or three different fights finally uh our team captain, he kind of pulled me to the side and he's like, look, if he keeps running his mouth and gets us in another fight, I'll go out there, but I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in, in rivalries, that kind of stuff's important. You need the chirping. You need things like Rashawn Galden flipping off a crowd, even when you're down 30. You need things like that to keep a rivalry alive. That's why you, that's why you appreciate them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, you know, the, the Memphis game, a full FedEx forum, that was awesome. Um, and even though Memphis is obviously down, it was an important game for them, for the community, you know, for that community, that school. And then I'll, I'm really excited to get them back here next year, even though their roster will be loaded with freshman talent. And, uh, I mean, we'll still have plenty of talent on our roster too. It's it's exciting to see this rivalry back alive. I know you being from, you know, from the West, West Tennessee area, I'm sure you appreciate it as well. Uh, when I grew up, um, I, I was born, I'm, I'm nearly 50. Uh, so I remember back in the days of when the Memphis, it was Memphis State and they were going to the final four, you know, and all that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, it was the thing to do. Um, and, uh, it, it yeah, it's great. Um, the thing of it is sometimes in West Tennessee, East Tennessee seems exotic, <laughs> Even though we're in the same state, it's it's exotic. You know, it's mountains and it's all that kind of stuff, and it's so different, you know, than the Delta Flatlands down here. That uh, when the visitors in Orange comes in, you know, everybody's eyes would you know just light up, and of course everybody knew who Coach DeVoe was, and uh, you know, of course I'm really dating myself there, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's just great. Uh, the, the weird thing about it is, is Tennessee and Memphis is a good rivalry, and everybody. Uh, in both Knoxville and Memphis, uh, both hate Vanderbilt, and there's there's nothing good about them. Um, Memphis hates them, and it's just it's completely repulsive. That that's the important thing is to hate Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, we'll blow a fart toward Vanderbilt every time you pass Nashville. The <laughs> <laughs> three chicken legs. The uh, uh, can you say that again? Yeah, I said every time you pass Nashville, you got to blow a fart their way. Oh, I always do. Um, <laughs> and, and even better if you, you know, if you uh, can actually stop off somewhere 
and, you know, just really just make it count, you know, just really actually blow it in that direction and, uh, <laughs> you know, sh- show them that you care, give them the effort. Absolutely. Speaking of things to, I mean, Hey, I, how did you feel about the Memphis fans trying to talk trash about football on Saturday after the game? I was, you know, my thought process was I get it. We're terrible, but come on, you're in conference USA. You've never been relevant in football. I, what I, I thought about it, I, just, I, I didn't. <laughs> it's just it's such a such a sad attempt. It's just, yeah, you know, when when you come back at that, it's obvious that you know if you, if if you can't win the game, then move the goalposts. Uh, so, there you go. There you go. Um, you know, I, I would much rather them have came at us, and some of them did. You know, it was like, oh, we're loading up. You know, we're Penny's got the recruits coming in. Blah blah blah. We're going to get you guys next year, and uh, certainly, I think it'll be a. Uh, Man, it's going to be a great game next year. We we won't lead. We won't lead for forty minutes. That's for sure. No, no, we will not. Um, uh, it's so. This is how I feel about it. Anyway, there is a <laughs> there is a dislike, but there's a respect. Um, you know, it's like okay, I I don't. Yeah, I really wish you weren't around, but since you are, I got to recognize your game. Whereas with Vanderbilt, if they left, didn't you know nobody would really give a rat's ass. <laughs> true, that's very true. Very true. Uh, I, I, you know, I my only we thought wouldn't was give them the time. Of, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we wouldn't give them the time of day if they went in this conference. You know, no. it's it's just like a little private school tucked away in Nashville that doesn't really matter about anything, and you know. Streaking football, you know, for three, couple, two or three years in a row, and I'm trying to talk myself down all the age about that, but uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, you just, I, I think the state needs this because, like in Kentucky, you can have Kentucky versus Louisville, and that's great. You know, you can have two nationally ranked big basketball brands going at each other, and that's fantastic. And in North Carolina, you can have the Tar Heels, you can have Duke, you know, and it's a huge rivalry, man. And they go back and forth and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And um, I think Tennessee and Memphis can become that. It was Rick Barnes talking yesterday about, you know, how underrated the state was as a producer of basketball talent. And uh, I'm certainly not going to argue with that man. He's a a coaching wizard and knows more about the game than he's forgotten more about the game than I'll ever know. Um, but yeah, I do. I think the state can do two great rivalries like that. It wasn't so long ago we were, you know, we were number one and number two. Uh, and even though we didn't stay at number one very long, Memphis went on to the national championship game that year. Um, and uh, you know, I think, I think success kind of breeds success. I really wish we had managed to squeak into the Liberty Bowl this year. Yeah. Um, because when I was sitting there and I was looking at, you know, all the orange down in the, on FedEx, you know, at FedEx Forum and, and moving around Bill Street, and I thought, man, that is such great free branding, you know, that you can get, particularly if you come in two weeks later, you know, with the football team. And, you know, within a big recruiting hotbed and boom, boom, you can – you're just getting this this extra basketball game there, and it's just you know it's a freebie. It's more branding, it's more marketing, and 
but it didn't work out i agree i was i was really hoping you know we we get we sneak in a little little uh the liberty bowl I, I was hoping to make a trip to memphis for the uh i would have definitely made it for the football game um we appreciate your thoughts on the on the memphis game and your thoughts on uh half cent hardaway as believe, believe is what you called him um <laughs> I, I think he definitely during the months of uh november through march he, he's enemy number one and will be that way until he's not at memphis anymore um i actually um i actually had tickets uh and ended up having to having to work and uh couldn't get away from it um with what i do and, and the weather is a factor and we had a lot of rain and that's put me behind so i had to you know i had to push in some overtime if i wanted to be off for christmas so yeah i understand i wanted to be <laughs> definitely wanted to be off for christmas get that i get that <laughs> sold the tickets to a couple of volunteers so yeah, there, you, there you go so there we were go. still represented absolutely neilan we appreciate you hopping on have a great week and uh go always Hulls. a pleasure guys go off That was Neilan Mafia. Appreciate his thoughts on uh, Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. Like he said, they'll be better coming in here next year. We know that. They'll be uh, much more talented than they were on Saturday. Oh, Penny is going to get hell when he comes to Knoxville. Yeah, it's going to be super. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped. Um, Looking at the football side of things, we closed out kind of talking football briefly. It would have been fun to be in Memphis, man. Uh, uh, We talked about it a little bit uh, amongst each other. That would have been ideal, I think. Uh, yep. destination for the Vols this year. Um, but looking at, you know, where we're at now, the offensive coordinator search continues. Um, no new no new news. Really no news ever, but no new yeah. news. Um, I mean, what direction do you think this thing goes? I think it's, you know, I hate to say within, but, I mean, it's kind of looking like it could end up just being like, oh, we don't have anybody left, so we'll just hire Will Friend or Joe. And, and that, that scares me. I, I agree there. I'm afraid that's going to be the turn it takes. But, I mean, I feel like if you make the – I feel like if you make the hire from inside now, you're kind of just saying no one wanted the job. Yeah. I mean, and maybe I'm looking into it too much. Maybe Jerry Pruitt just didn't want to shake stuff up before this early signing day period. But I feel like you had plenty of time. You know, it wouldn't have been a big deal to do it right after um, Helton left. You wouldn't have, you know, done too much to your to your national signing day class, your early national signing day class. So now I feel like if you if you make the inside hire, you're, you're saying no one wanted the job, so we're going to give it to a friend or Osevet or whatever, whoever it may be, inside. But yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think out of them two, I think – I feel like Osevet has a better – track record than Will Friend. Especially yeah. when it comes to last year, I don't think Will Friend did anything to deserve a promotion. No, when you, when you talk about calling plays and, and running an offense, I, I agree also that I believe is who I'd go with if we're just yeah. – Because I, I know RPOs aren't the greatest thing in the world, but, I mean, it, it could have helped this offense this season. And they're the new – I don't like them, but they're the new way of the future. I mean, they're what everybody's running now. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess they are necessary every once in a while. So, But if you can do them, do them, I guess. If you can win – Again, if we win running RPOs, win running RPOs. We'll right. Do your thing. I, I don't mind how you win doing that. Um, yeah, there's – I don't know where this – we haven't heard anything. Obviously, Jeremy Pruitt's been focused on recruiting. And maybe it's one of those things he's only interviewed a few guys and hadn't been focused on it too much until after he's recruited. Because he's been obvious him and his staff have been out day and night, 24-7, going and getting this roster better. I heard something that 
uh, he's doing like the rush probes approach to the interview process. What what is that? I don't and know he wants to interview as many people as he can, and make connections and build relationships, and you know hopefully help if he needs hires in the future that some of those guys can come in. Gotcha. So I, I don't know if that's true. And it, maybe it's an interesting take. Yeah, maybe he's just going out and interviewing these guys, and then when it's all said and done, he'll sit down and go, "Here's what I want." And my only problem with that is. You've got guys like you've seen Kendall Brahals linked to the FSU job. Don't even know if he's taken. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um. You know, you, you have all these things in place. Are guys like that? Are home run hires likely to come later on? Probably not. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna miss out on some guys doing that. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying you know you're gonna miss out on the guy, but like you said, you're gonna miss out on some. Yeah. So definitely interesting if that is the way he's going. Um. And, and Phil Former is there to help and guide him, so I, I have some confidence there and those guys I'm going to trust them until they don't give me a reason not to so you know there, there's that speaking of early signing day recruiting recruiting so I'm going to start with my predictions um, and just kind of go down the list of who I think um, will sign for sure on early signing day um, and then the possible ones who could you know if some things went well this weekend um, or the past few weekends, maybe they end up at Tennessee as well. So I'll kind of go down the list and uh, do with it as you will. So our early signees um, for sure would be five-star offensive tackle Wanya Morris, four-star Ramel Keaton, four-star Jalen McCullough, four-star all-purpose back Eric Gray, who is I think the only one on this for sure list that's not um, committed to Tennessee as of right now. Eric Gray, um, and then – Cornerback Tyus Fields, offensive guard Jackson Lampley, tight end Jackson Lowe, defensive end Roman Harrison, uh, Juco defensive tackle Savion Williams, cornerback Warren Burrell, tight end Sean Brown, defensive tackle Elijah Simmons, offensive tackle Chris Akperogane, offensive guard Melvin McBride, quarterback Brian Maurer, and Juco defensive lineman Daryl Middleton. Those are the guys I, I feel like we definitely sign. A lot of these guys has, have even gone to um, social media and saying they're shut down, shutting down their recruitment, they're signing, um, and they've already, you know, posted times and, and dates when they're supposed to sign at their at their high school or, or junior college. Um, so possible guys that we could flip, um, or, or guys that you know we're in the running for, and you know, it's kind of up in the air where they're going. So four-star athlete Kavaris Crouch, he was on campus this weekend for an unofficial visit, um, and you know it was kept quiet. And then he um, he took to social media on his Instagram story that he was in Knoxville, uh, decked out in Tennessee stuff. So um, you know that that's a big deal for him to come to Tennessee on an official visit right before signing day. So we'll, we'll see. I know he's intrigued of. You know, starting as a linebacker, um, as a freshman. So we'll kind of see where that goes. Um, and then three-star Juco defensive end Nick Figuero. He is um, a kid from California. It's going to be hard to sway him from UCLA and USC. But if you're able um, – he was on campus this weekend. So if you're able to get that last – you know, I feel like having the last visit gets you so much – it gets you a ton of, or not a ton, um, a big time advantage, right? 
and swaying that player to sign with your school when um, when it, it's it's Wednesday. So you're yeah. you're here through Saturday night or Sunday, and then you know Wednesday you're signed. So Tennessee is definitely on your mind when you sign on Absolutely. Wednesday. Then five star Jaden Hazelwood. I don't, I don't, I don't think he signs with Tennessee, but he's one that's been on campus multiple times. Um, he's decommitted from Georgia, so I don't think it's there. I think it's us or Miami. Uh, Miami looks to be where he's headed, but you know, like I said, things could turn uh, toward Tennessee. We'll see. Um, and then four star running back Noah Kane, who was on, who took his last official visit to Tennessee. He's a teammate of Chris Akperogane, um at IMG Academy. Um, you know, I, I saw him on social media saying Pruitt was the realest coach he's been around. So, you know, I thought it was just a visit maybe to just get a free visit. But it looks like, you know, Tennessee's really caught his interest, so we'll see kind of what happens going forward. And then some guys to watch in February. Um, you know, I think the biggest one here is five-star offensive tackle Darnell Wright. You know, that, that's Tennessee really wants him. He was back on campus this weekend again. He's not signing early, um, but he, he's a guy that maybe we can, um, you know, these these five-star, four-star offensive linemen, they see immediate playing time. Right. That's a, I mean, that's the biggest no thing. No doubt about it. We talked about trying to sell that right now. Um, and a lot of guys, I mean, you mentioned getting the guys that were um, – uh, that were on campus this weekend. We had a ton of them. And a lot of them were already committed. You knew they were going to come here. But you also got some guys that you were unsure of um, that you might have given yourself a better chance at now because yeah. of getting them here this weekend, getting them in with guys they, they know and they're comfortable with. That's huge. This staff's done a great job. Um, being able to, to keep somebody, somebody around um, after the season we've had, pretty impressive. So. Yeah, and no decommits throughout the season. I mean, you, you look at Butch's last year, look at that recruiting class, how it just, like, crumbled. Right. Um, and then Pruitt was able to get some of those guys back. But, you know, some of those guys left because of the staff and, you know, the program as a whole. Right. So, you know, I, I'm super happy with this. You know, there's no doubt that this staff is – competing recruiting wise with the top programs in the nation. Now we just have to do it on the field. Yep. So. Absolutely. But uh, like coach former says, it's not about the X's and those, about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And these guys are really trying to, this staff is trying to get the talent on the roster. They know how big the, uh, the gap is talent wise. So that that's the goal for them. And they've done a good job of uh, making that gap smaller and they have a long way to go. But every day I feel like, the staff's doing it, doing it better. And, um, hope after you get a lot of, you get several guys in here in the, in the winter, which means they're going to be here for spring football, which is great. Um, great. Cause you, like you said, probably going to be a lot of new faces on that offensive line. Now you get a chance to get them comfortable, teach them the offense, get a whole spring for it. And then hopefully not as big of a learning cu- curve come, uh, that first game against uh, BYU. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else for recruiting? Or signing, or signing day, or uh, I think one thing to mention is Corte Sapp declaring for the NFL draft. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, thought that was interesting, but I guess he's gonna go, you know, gamble on himself, bet on himself. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he was getting the 
I don't want to say playing time he deserved. Right. Um, but he, he he wasn't getting the playing time he thought he should have had. Right. And so that's why he wanted to move on. You know, he didn't want to transfer. He's already graduated. Um, so why not try for the NFL? See what you can do. Absolutely. I, hey, go go try to get paid. I don't blame All right. Go try to get paid. Um, we're now going to welcome on uh, Parker Ball. He is a Tennessee commit. We mentioned him earlier. He's both football and baseball. So a uh, good athlete to get on campus. Here's our interview with Parker Ball. We now welcome onto the podcast Vol Commit, Vol Football, and Baseball Commit, Parker Ball. Parker, how are you doing this evening? Hey, you know, doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. So, uh, Parker, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, you committed to Tennessee out of Douglas County, um, offensive lineman, and also a pitcher um, for the baseball balls. Um, sure. So, uh, talk about your recruitment. Talk about um, when you got the call. Um, how did the offers come about um, with the baseball program and the football program? Yeah, so um, throughout the whole season, I've been talking back and forth with uh, the football program. Um, got up to the Missouri game, and that's when they extended the offer out to me. Um, so, you know, I grew up a Tennessee fan, so it was something that was, you know, big for me, you know. Yeah, it was a big thing. And then I threw, I threw for the baseball program um, earlier this summer. They liked what they saw and didn't have many scholarship spots available. So that was fine. But after um, we found out football was on board and I went out for a visit the week I committed, um, talked with Coach Pruitt, Coach Vitello about working something out, and uh, they both agreed that they were on board for it and they'd be happy to have me on both teams. Absolutely. And, um, you know, on your visit – you know, I feel like the biggest thing with recruiting, uh, a big um, help for the coaching staff is the players recruiting. Is there any player in particular that helped uh, help you through that recruiting process for Tennessee? Um, someone I talked to prior to my visit was Emmett Gooden. Um, you know, he followed me back. We followed each other, DM back and forth a little bit. And uh, he was actually my player host on my visit. So, it was good, you know, sit down, chop it up with him, you know, where he came from with his coming from JUCO to the transition and the coaching staff and the culture and everything. So it was good to chop it up with him. And, uh, you know, I, I liked what he was thinking. He liked what I was thinking. So it felt right. Uh, you Like we said, you're, you're playing both football and baseball. Um, this is a new experience uh, for Tennessee, at least in recent years. Have, have you been able to kind of – talk through that process with, with Coach Pruitt and Coach Vitello. What What's that going to look like once you get onto campus? Oh, yeah, so um, talking to both of them and then Trayvon Flowers is uh, – he's from Atlanta, um, cornerback, safety for the football team, and also plays for the baseball team. But when I got up there, you know, Coach Pruitt and Coach I think the relationships they're building with each other is uh, something special. Like, they talk about it. They speak daily. Um, you know, about athletes. They're, they're starting to recruit the same athletes that think it would be good for the programs, both programs. So basically when I get on campus, I'll be working out um, primarily the football during the fall, of course. Um, after that, I'll start throwing my bullpens. And then when spring comes around, whichever sport needs me more is where my attention will be focused. So if I'm in the rotation in baseball, Coach Brewer and Coach Vitello agreed that I can go throw my games in baseball. But if um, – they don't need me as much my freshman year in baseball. I can focus on spring football 
and uh, you know, getting in the weight room, getting bigger, and um, getting ready for the next season football wise. Yeah, and you talk. Uh, you're playing both sports. You're coming in. Um, both programs need the emphasis at pitcher, um, and then the football program needs emphasis at offensive line. Um, so is that something they stress to you as, as, as being a need for both of those programs? Oh, for sure. Definitely uh, from the football standpoint, the offensive line. Um, I sat down with Coach From, Coach Pruitt. Um, it's something that they emphasize that, you know, you have a chance to come in and play early in the SEC. And, um, I mean, they're building a special recruiting class, especially on the offensive line. You know, Wayne is from where I'm from, Wayne Morris. He's a great football player, great guy. Uh, Melvin, Chris, and um, hopefully Darnell Wright as well would be big um, to finish this class. But I think we have a group of us that are coming in that feel like we can contribute early, and uh, we know we're going to go to work for Tennessee. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, Parker, you had several offers uh, coming out of high school. Um, was ten, I, I know you've been a uh, VFL Tennessee fan your whole life. Once that offer came in, was, was that the obvious choice or did you still have some options to weigh? And, and who else was kind of close there in, in getting your commitment? Uh, it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, when Tennessee came in, you know, it was, it was special. Uh, you know, being in Neyland Stadium uh, as a recruit, you know, something you kind of always dreamed of. Um, afterwards, it was, I sat down, narrowed it down to the final, my final four were Tennessee, Michigan, Georgia, and Stanford. Um, and towards the end, it was really Tennessee and Georgia, um, just because, you know, I wanted to stay kind of close to home, somewhere my mom could come see me play on the weekends, you know. And so those are the main two, but I sat down, you know, weighed the pros and the cons. And, of course, both programs have a lot of pros. But for me, it was I couldn't really find the one con that stuck out with Tennessee. It was it felt like home for sure. Yeah, and you talk about your mom now. She's a she's a big part of this recruiting process, and you know we see that on social media. You know, I, I can attest that my mom. Um, I can always hear her voice in the stands, no matter how many people are in the stands. Um, even with a hundred thousand people, do you still think you'll be able to hear your mom's voice? Oh, yeah. You know, it's always something. My mom's my backbone. She's the one that's, uh, you know, taking me on recruiting trips, helping me through through all this process. You know, the ones I sat down and talked about it with. And it was actually, she, you know, she was going to support me regardless. But both of our hearts were in Tennessee, so it was something special. But, yeah, I'll, def I'll definitely hear her in the stadium. I know her voice sounds like in front of 102,000 people. <laughs> and you'll never forget it, too. Never forget that one. <laughs> Um, so talk about the the baseball turf. Um, you know, Lindsey Nelson is going under a renovation where they're putting turf in the infield. Have you played on that before? Is that going to be anything different for you? Right. So, um, you know, being from Georgia, we have perfect game, uh, Lake Point. So it's a big travel baseball um, complex, and it's all artificial turf. So it's something that I'm used to playing on. Um, you know, I feel comfortable pitching on artificial turf and everything. But when I was talking with Coach E. Lambert, um, Coach Vitello, um, Coach Kevin, and everybody about how that field is going to play, you know, it's something that is going to be really special. And it's going to be one of the few that's ever been put in where it plays really naturally. Even though it's turf, it's going to play natural. It's going to feel like you're playing on a natural field. So, you know, that's big. And I think, uh, you know, the renovation that Coach Vollmer's Coach putting into the baseball program, the get everybody back right is, is definitely something something special. Yeah, and, you know, talking about the baseball program, you're coming in as a pitcher. 
Um, what are your strengths as a pitcher? You know, it, do you have that curveball? Is it a fastball? Or are you kind of a balanced guy? Kind of what um, What do you have coming in when you get on campus to Tennessee? Right. So I'm a big left-handed pitcher. So, you know, you can't go wrong with left-handed pitchers. Um, my ball has – I have a lot of tail to my ball. You know, I throw four-seam, two-seam, change-up slider. So, you know, I like to change eye levels, change location, you know, change which way my ball tails. I'll go two-seam away to a righty slider in and down to a righty, you know, just change your eye levels, location of your pitch. So definitely keep a hitter guessing. Um, definitely don't don't want to let them pick up on a rhythm or anything and, you know, get in the swing of things. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're definitely excited to see you um, get on campus for both programs. You know, we don't get to see a lot of Batello, um, you know, kind of his recruiting style. You know, how, how did that recruiting kind of, um, did he come in home or, you know, how did you first hear from the baseball program? So um, I went up and through for them. I knew somebody that used to pitch in Tennessee. Uh, he kind of threw my name in the mix. They were like, yeah, I definitely want to come see him, see him pitch. So I went up um, through one of their prospect camps. And then throughout the summer, I talked to him um, at the perfect game down in Lake Point, you know, at those tournaments and then down in Jupiter at the um, perfect game world championships. So, you know, just keep in conversation with them where their head was at. And then, like they said, whenever football came to the picture, it was a no-brainer that they'd love to have me in the baseball team as well. Yeah, and you're, you're talking about Trayvon Flowers, how he's, um, you know, playing both. Um, and Brandon Davis uh, yeah. is another guy that plays DB and also is going to uh, play baseball for the um, for the Vols as well. Have you have you met? I know you talked about you've met Trayvon Flowers. Have you got to talk with Brandon Davis at all about what that process might look like? I haven't. Um, talked to Trayvon, you know, just a little bit about his his situation is a lot different. You know, he's a skinny, athletic guy. You know, it, it's weird being an offensive lineman and a pitcher. I hear it all the time. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that the big the big boy, big offensive lineman that can still throw it. You know, that's that's something people always say, but. Um, you know, definitely from here with Trayvon says, you know, it's a smooth process. And um, like I said, with Coach Mattello and Coach Pruitt, the relationships that they're building is something something special to me. When I sat down and talked with both of them, they had nothing but great things to say about each other and their program. So it was definitely a connection that I felt that was, you know, ideal. Yeah, Parker, I guess that's all we got. You know, we'll let you get back to it. Um, you know, we appreciate you coming on to the show, and we look forward to seeing you on campus for both programs. Um, and we'll see you there, and hopefully, um, you know, we can get both these programs back to where they are supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys, and go Vols. Go Vols. That was Vol football and baseball commit, Parker Ball. Thanks for hopping on, Parker. We really appreciate it. Good luck to you when you get onto campus. Really excited to get uh, – I mean, two-sport athletes are awesome. Love them. Yeah, those are those are the ones. Those are the ones that count. Kyler Murray, uh, Oakland A, won the Heisman. Yeah, you get a twofer. Yeah. Um, now we got. We're gonna move on to our segments, guys. We got most important of the week. I've got and I I've got a shout out here for uh, Belmont. The Belmont Bruins went over to L.A. yesterday, last night, and beat beat them seventy four to seventy two. Um. Wow. So big win for Rick Bird, who's a South Knoxville native, uh, over UCLA. A pretty, pretty historically good. Uh, you know, I mean, they're good right now in basketball. So that's an exciting win for uh, Belmont. 
Yeah. And I I thought that the ESPN's announcers didn't mention Belmont yesterday, and I got offended. Yeah, for the when they're just talking about for the Nashville basketball. tournament. Is it a tournament? I think they were just mentioning the good basketball in the state of Tennessee, and I okay. I, I, oh, I didn't hear him say Belmont. Well, I think Rick Barnes's plan is to get all of the Tennessee teams involved I was, in that. I hope so. That'd be really cool because yeah. there is a lot of good basketball in the state. But I thought he mentioned it and didn't mention Belmont, and I was like, I don't know how you don't mention Belmont in that. I mean, right. think about even like the the lower level uh, basketball in the state of Tennessee. UTC, well, they're D one, but they they don't they're still pretty solid. Um, then you have LMU. I think they're moving to D one soon. LMU is good. Um, ETSU, ETSU is good. They're D one. They make the tournament several times. I mean, there's smaller schools all around that that have quality programs as well. That maybe aren't the the Tennessee, Memphis, Vanderbilts. Uh, usually up up there and around. Like lately, not been there. Um, you've got Belmont, Tennessee Tech, MTSU, all quality programs across the state of Tennessee. And I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, um, but but a lot of a lot of good basketball in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yep. What's your most important of the week? Most important. Um, I have LeBron and Lonzo are the first Lakers with a with triple doubles in the same game since Magic Johnson and Kareem did it in 1982. Ooh. Ooh. So. Lonzo might Speaking prove me of wrong. UCLA. Yeah, Lonzo might prove me wrong. He, he's definitely a facility. He's a Jason kid. I just thought, I didn't think he was going to progress at the rate that the Lakers were going to require him to with LeBron on their roster, but he's actually played pretty good lately. So. Yeah. I, it's, he surprised me. I'll say that. Do um, you have any more most important of the week? I don't. Okay, I've got two fails of the week, so I'll move on to that. My first one is UCF. Guys, you know you're my 2017 national champ, but you can't be doing stupid shit like this and make me look bad. Florida offers them a two-for-one, so you come to Florida twice, they come to you once, which should be unheard of. for the. Le- and I know Stanford's coming to you all, but that's Stanford's fault for being stupid. You shouldn't expect a one-on-one deal for Power Fives. You've got to earn, earn your way. Earn your keep. So if you wanna if you wanna be in that mix, you're gonna have to go beat teams at Florida. The reason Alabama's in the mix because they had to go to I don't think, I think they had to go to Mississippi State this year, right? Yeah. They have to go to those top twenty five programs and play them. And yeah, you're like, oh well, they're one for one because they're Alabama and they're they're in the SEC. You're not in the SEC. You're not in a Power Five conference. Take Florida's two for one. Beat them when you can and get out. And you're if you beat Florida this year and other some other teams lose. You're probably you have a good chance of being in the college football playoff. Yes, you need some teams to lose, but you have a good chance. Yeah. So, you you better you better figure it out. But yeah, UCF, you're my fail. Sorry. I love it. You won't be my national champion this year, regardless. I freaking love it. Um, fail of the week is uh the um what did they call Phoenix Suns? Oh wow, Phoenix Suns. Um, they were trying to trade a trade away Trevor Ariza um, on a three-team trade. And the th- the Suns thought they were getting Dylan Brooks from the Grizzlies. But they are really getting Marshawn Brooks. And so they the trade died. Oh. <laughs> because they got the wrong Brooks. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I ha- I've probably done that on Madden before, but I'm not going to admit to it. Yeah. I mean, Brooks. I could see if it was the D. Brooks and the D. Brooks, but it was – yeah. It was Embrooks. That's Come funny. On. That's why you don't text your call, guys. Yeah. See, they're, they're blaming on the millennials. Read even the first th- name. Right. Exactly. 
you, you done effed up Aaron. My next one is Grace Christian Rams of Knoxville. You tweeted that one of your players, your your exact tweet was a video of your player dunking, and it says Austin Sykes with his first career boom boom. Wow. Congrats. Congrats on the sex. <laughs> I don't think you know what boom boom is. Is it poop? I was thinking it was shit, yeah. Well, I, I just thought... The boom- like his first career... Like, if, if you just... I was thinking of the boom boom room. Like, if you were just like Austin... That, that was a good point. Boom boom room, yeah. But, I mean, doesn't it sound like shit? Austin yeah. Sykes with his first career boom boom? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. If you ain't shitting in like 16 years, something's wrong with yeah. you. And speaking of shitting... I mean, you'll die. If you, don't, if you don't shit for, I would say, three weeks, you're probably going to die. We should try to get somebody to like take a bet with us, see if they can't shit for three weeks, just to see what happens. They'll die. Well, I just want to see. <laughs> you want to see them die? What is wrong with if you? It's someone I don't like, maybe. It's very morbid. Someone I don't like, we'll see. Um, Speaking of shitting, do you see where the guy shit in FedEx form? <laughs> no. I had a good tweet. He tweeted him, or he shit in one of the things, and I tweeted, wow, the refs can shit on the court all game, and this guy does it one time. <laughs> Yeah. Did he get arrested? Yes. Oh. Yes. I hope it was worth it. Right. I hope it was one of those shits where you, like, shed a tear. Right. I hope he said to the officer, oh, the refs can shit on the court all game, but I'd do it and get arrested for it. Yeah. I hope there was some kind of funny. But I'm sure he was just, like, blackout drunk and shit because he didn't know where he was at. I'm sure that's what happened. Pretty confident that's what happened. Or it was a homeless guy that snuck in. Who knows? <laughs> You're in Memphis. Anything goes. He didn't want to miss any of the game. I don't blame him. That's a good point. That's a good point. Do you have any more fail of the week? That's that's it for my fails. I have another one. Um, So, Tennessee just had that inventory sale. There's already a guy on eBay selling his uh, Nike free trainers for $80. He bought them for $50. You can buy it now for $110, but bidding starts at $80. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Can I see him? Do you have a picture of him? Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty sure you can still buy those from the Vol Shop for like eighty dollars. Yeah, they're definitely not that expensive. Yeah, what a joke! What a joke, guys! Thank you all for listening. Before I get off here, I want to tell you all that I'm about to win our fantasy football league. I'm, I'm not a guy that counts his chickens before they hatch, but here's the deal: he has the Rams defense to play currently playing. They have nine points. I have Robert Woods and Jared Goff to play. Jared Goff already threw an interception. Oh, that piece of shit. <laughs> God, but I'm up one forty nine to one thirty two. I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I'm gonna go home and celebrate. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm pumped. I hate you. <clears throat> Come but on. at least Matt doesn't win more money. Exactly. Than Come on. Fail of the week, Matt Art. <laughs> Losing fantasy. There you go. I I won. Won the league. This is my first time winning the trophy. I'm the commissioner and this is my first time. I deserve this. It's hard fought. I made the I had the free agency pickup of the week. I was looking and I Picked up the least. I had the least amount of transactions in the league. Who had the most? Matt. Of course. You had second or third most. Yeah. That's because Le'Veon Bell screwed me. Yeah. So, I I, I just kind of, I counted that my draft was was worth it, and I did good in the draft, and I just picked up where I needed to. I didn't, you know, I didn't overreact to one or two weeks. I I stayed the course. Uh, You know, water was rough, and I... You, you know, you know. I don't want to close out the. Sh- you know what happens when you say that. Yeah, the show, yeah, show, ends. show. So ends. I can't say that. But right. You guys know what I'm getting at. Yeah, you get it. You get it. So I, I just stayed the course. I brought that dang thing in, and I'm about to about to make landfall, and then we're gonna celebrate. I like it. So send me a video. Oh no, I'm gonna send the whole group the video. That's okay. gonna be awesome. Well, send me a separate video of you just fapping, 
happen? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> you really want to? Wait, you want me to send that to you? Sure. It's a joke. No, you should definitely do it. Okay. You can't just like... Deal. You can't just say that and not do it. Okay. <laughs> all right, and that's all we got. Go Vols. We're going to be number one. Probably not, but... He was number one. We should be. We should be. Always. Yep. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.